Welcome to A Month with Matthew in Croatia. I'm writer Matthew Felix, and I needed to get away for a while to figure out what was next for me. And this is what happened when I did. These are travel anecdotes, stories, and ruminations from my month in a small island village in Croatia. From the characters I met to the experiences I had, some funny, some frustrating, to the thoughts, memories, and emotions that came up for me during my solo retreat in the seaside village in Croatia. So there's one thing that I'm not so keen on about this house, and in in most ways, I absolutely love this house. Other than other than some of the noise issues outside the house, in, in almost every respect, I really love this house. It's you know the walls are stone, the ceiling is exposed, you know it's all exposed beams, hardwood floors, and it's just got this quirky, funky layout, you know, because it's this really old, typical village house. So. I love all that, you know, and that's that's exactly the sort of thing I was looking for before I came. I knew I wanted something traditional because since I'm going to be working here, you know, if I'm going to, if I'm just going on a beach vacation, which I never do, but if I were just going on a beach vacation, I really wouldn't care so much where I'm staying. Like, you know, I just stay in kind of whatever's cheapest and practical and and it wouldn't matter that much. But when I'm going someplace to write, and I know that I want to be comfortable and inspired in the place, like I want to I want to want to be in the place right? I mean, I want someplace that's comfortable and then I'm happy spending hour after hour after hour. So it's got to have some character and some charm. So in that respect, this house meets all of that, you know, meets all of those criteria. So I love it. However, there is one issue that I suppose ultimately is much less, you know, has much less to do with the house and everything to do with me is related to scorpions. Now, I don't know if there are scorpions here, but I'm constantly afraid or vigilant about the possibility that there probably are somewhere lurking, waiting for me, waiting to stab my feet. That's really what I'm worried about. I know that sounds like a ridiculous, totally irrational fear. And of course, from a rational perspective, it is. But it's one of those things where I've had experiences with scorpions in the past, and all of them were here in the Mediterranean. Actually, all of them minus one, which really means both of them. I've only had two experiences. But they were they were intense enough experiences to leave me mildly traumatized. So, because the the, the because the dark wood because the, the the dark wood that the floors are made of is in fact so dark, and because this house is built like a cave, you know, like I said, it's all stone. Every wall is stone, and that's deliberate, right? And so downstairs, my bedroom's upstairs, and then downstairs is the living area. Well, it's it's like a cave. It's very very dark. There's only one window. And that's deliberate because, you know, the stone and having the, the, the less space, the, le- the fewer the openings, the windows and doors, the more that the cool in the, in the heat of the summer is kept inside. So that's all deliberate and intentional. But it also means that the place is pretty dark, even with lights on. Never mind the fact that I don't want to leave lights on when I'm not actually in a room and, you know, waste energy. So because of that, I'm usually, I'm trying to always wear my these plastic rubber Birkenstocks that I got for, um, well, because I needed shoes and, and also because I needed something that would work in the water. But of course I don't remember, don't have them always. Like when I come back from the beach, I have to wash them off and they have to dry off. So then I'm walking around the floor and I'm constantly worried about these goddamn scorpions that probably don't even, probably don't even live here. But, uh, the, the scorpion stories that have left me, um, 
kind of paranoid about this are I was in Istanbul years ago, and this is in my book. Actually, both of these stories are in my most recent book, Porcelain Travels. I was in Turkey. I was going back. I I was back for a visit, staying with friends, and in the middle of the night. And this was in you know this is in Istanbul, so again, very urban, hyper urban area. This wasn't in the country or on some island like I am now. And I get up in the middle of the middle of the, the night to to go get some water. You know, it's the, it's the middle of summer. It's really hot. And presumably my friends had air conditioning, but whatever, I was thirsty. So I go downstairs, I'm barefoot. And as I enter the kitchen to get some water, all of a sudden I just have this overpowering intuitive thought, you know, stop. Because I could sort of see the kitchen enough that I wasn't going to turn on the light because there's a street light outside that was shedding just a little bit of light and I just, I just wasn't going to bother with the light. But I just got this intuitive, like unquestionable stop. And so of course my rational mind took over right away and said, you know, what's the big deal? Just just get your water and go back. And I, so I started having this quick little conversation in my mind. Well, I was writing a book about intuition at the time, and I tried to pay attention to my intuition. So, you know, that's, that's, that's what won out because I stopped this stupid debate in my head. And I said, look, what difference does it make to turn on the light? Like, just, just do it. Just stop and turn on the light. And if you don't see any reason that you need to turn on the light, it doesn't matter. Well, you know where this is going. I turned on the light. And thank God I did. Thank God I did not step into that kitchen without turning on the light. Because there, in the middle of the floor, exactly, of course, where I was about to walk, was a scorpion. And like I said, I was barefoot. So I freaked out. I'd never seen a scorpion before. You know, and there's just all this mythology and all this, you know, we're taught that scorpions are these badass, dangerous, powerful, poisonous, big pinchers, creatures to be feared. Right? So I feared it. (laughs) because like I said, I'd never seen one before. So didn't know what to do. And so I thought, well, let me, let me go get my friend. You know, they, they're from here. They'll know how to handle a scorpion encounter. So I ran upstairs, woke up my friend. And in my best Turkish, I Turkish, I said, Shavard, Shavard, which means there's a thing, there's a thing. I obviously didn't know the word for scorpion. So my friend, of course, didn't know what this thing was. He didn't know what sort of you know, is, is this thing a robber? Because I didn't know the word for that either. Is this thing, you know, what sort of threat is he about to have to face that's so serious that I had to wake him up in the middle of the night? Something must really be going on downstairs. So we, we run downstairs, he's in his underwear, and I show him the scorpion. He looks at me, pauses briefly, takes off his slipper, and squashes the scorpion with his slipper. I felt like an idiot. It had never occurred to me that a scorpion could be squashed just like any other kind of bug. Again, there's just all this mystique and all this, you know, whatever, all of this imagery and all of this this mythology that I've carried with me my whole life. And so since it was my first encounter with a scorpion, it was so much larger than life and it was such a bigger threat. Like I wouldn't have had that sort of reaction from a spider or a bee or a wasp because I've had so many interactions with those creatures. I don't really like spiders that much, but they don't freak me out like they used to. So this though, this was, this was larger than life. And so all of a sudden when my friend just squashed it again, I felt like such an idiot, (laughs) but I kind of, you know, and he laughed and went to bed and I just stood there and sort of licked my wounds and then presumably got my water and went back to bed. The other scorpion story happened a few years later This time I was on an island, again, of course, in the Mediterranean, like I said, but this island was Malta, and specifically 
actually this country was Malta, this island was Gozo, which for those of you who don't know, Malta has a few islands, two big islands, and I didn't know that until I went. And the northernmost island is called Gozo, or Gozo. And I was staying at the northernmost tip of this northern island in this great house, um, really sort of off the beaten track, which is the only way I was able to afford it because it was the off season, off the beaten track. And and it was just this this sort of sprawling old country house. And it was awesome. I could see down to the sea um, from the house because it was perched on this til- hilltop. There were only a couple other houses around kind of um, there's a farm, you know, way across the street. Um, so it was, it was just this great setting, but it was in this really hot, dry, perfect environment for scorpions. Now, of course that hadn't occurred to me when I was there. I was just enjoying being there and going about my business. And I don't know how long I'd been there before it happened, but I was writing underneath this magnificent carob tree that they had in the garden, this old, beautiful carob tree. I love carob trees. I love the leaves. I love the leaves. I love the the gnarled trunks. If you haven't seen a carob tree, they're they're really cool. Never mind their historic and sort of cultural importance. You know, for for example, you might already know this, but when we say 24 carat gold, whatever other carat gold, the carat comes, I think it's from the Arabic word um, for carob seed. Little factoid, a little trivia there for you. But anyway, so I go inside, I got to pee, I go inside, I open the bathroom door, and there on the opposite wall, almost to the ceiling, and it was a very high ceiling, is this massive scorpion. And when I say massive, I mean, I don't know, two and a half or three inches long, Never, and that's with the tail, you know, curled up or whatever. So it was, it was a really big scorpion, at least that's how I remember it. And I mean, beyond, you know, no question that it was much larger than the one that I had seen in Istanbul or the one that I've seen um, in Northern California and on a different time. This was a big scorpion. So once again, I freaked out. I was in this house by myself. You know, like I said, it was in, in, this, in this rural rural setting. I, I didn't have anyone, you know, I was renting it from someone in Germany. So it's not, I didn't have anyone local to contact, no one to save me from this scorpion which meant I had to confront it on my own. Well, unlike the scorpion in Istanbul, I couldn't just squash this one for a couple of reasons. First of all, it was so big. I mean, there were just going to be body parts flying everywhere if I hit it with my shoe. Secondly, um, it was, like I said, it was above my head, significantly above my head. So even reaching it, I would be coming into such close contact, if I could even reach it, I probably would have had to have gotten on a chair I didn't really want to get on a chair face-to-face with a big scorpion. So after catching my breath, chilling out, stopping the adrenaline rush that, you know, flooded my body when I first saw the scorpion, I realized, wait a second, there's another bathroom upstairs. I could just turn around, close the door, and pretend like this never happened. And that is exactly what I did. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe and check out MatthewFelix.com for information about my books, other podcasts, and much more.